0: Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Within the Mist, a hidden place where we walk into the dark and clouded unknown. I am your hopping of a host, Gary, to tell you about cryptids, ghosts, and other mysteries. Happily, I can say I am joined by my one and only wife and co-host, Goldie Ann. Hello, Goldie Ann. Hi,
1: Gary. Are you a frog now?
0: It fits in, but it's not quite frog-like. Okay. Well, I hope you have a hopping good time today. I'm going to have a hoppingly jumpy time. Oh, boy. And as an announcement, uh, Within the Mist is now providing merchandise. We have opened an Amazon store with original artwork on T-shirts of your favorite cryptids, ghosts, and other mysteries. If you want to show love for your favorite cryptids and podcasts, look at the link in the show notes. We are only able to add a few items at a time, so we'll be sure to update new releases on our social media. Uh, So thank you to all of you for your support. Now, Goldie, and with that in mind, did you know that legends say that a Bigfoot can grow up to 15 feet? Yes. But actually, they usually only have two. Oh my God.
1: How about one
0: big foot. I, that is always a curious thing. How huh? they always just call it Bigfoot instead of Big Feet. <laughs> Today's episode involves chilling encounters with a wild and hairy creature in the wilderness. These may be upsetting to some of our listeners. We are storytellers who have gathered information on some of our favorite mysteries to bring to you. We don't attempt to scare our listeners on purpose. Well, maybe just a little. Listener discretion is always advised. Today's episode, the primary source of information, is from Dave Cox's Two Egg Florida blog. Dave is a retired journalist and a devoted historian who has written a great deal about the region and the mysteries associated with it. Loch Ness Monster, Mothman, the Chupacabra, all all are well-known cryptids across the globe. But what about the local monster, hiding in the woods on the outskirts of town? The local legend of the creature that howls in the night. To a small town in northern Florida, this is home to one of these lesser known cryptids. Yet, to the local residents and historians, he is flesh and blood and a part of their town's culture. Their hometown cryptid has been spotted numerous times and even connected to a captured wild man from the 1800s. So today, join us as we go within the mist of Two Egg, Florida, to discover the stump jumper.
1: I've never heard of Two Egg Florida. Where is that?
0: I will definitely have to get you filled in on all of the great history of Two Egg. Okay. But first, a word from our sponsor. Welcome back. Chapter One The Wild Man of Ochisee Pond. The tranquil Ochesee Pond, nestled between the Grand Ridge and Sneeds in Jackson County, Florida, has been a source of solace for the locals since its establishment. Early settlers used the area around the pond as a focal point to work, build their homes, and enjoy nature's beauty. More than three miles long and that distance wide, the pond gleams like a silver mirror in the sunlight reflecting marsh grasses, trees draped with spanish moss, and the cypress knees rising out of the brackish waters. The air is thick with the smell of damp earth and mildew along with the brighter notes of flowers and grasses. The pervasive musk of water and mud lingers in the air punctuated by the sweet smell of sap from the trees. However, The swamp also hides hidden mysteries within its dense forests. The Native Americans whispered stories of creatures around the campfires. It was said that the wild man lurked in the dark heart of these swamps. They described him as a tall, hairy figure that seemed to appear and disappear in the dense swamps and lush forests as if by magical will alone. His presence was only revealed by the screams that echoed through the night air. The 19th century settlers of Florida heard these tales with skepticism, but soon found evidence of his existence to be true. Broken branches and giant footprints left in the mud, deep in the wilderness. The monster was a shadow on the outskirts of the settlements, tall and hulking with glowing eyes that radiated fear. The wild man's large hands seemed to shake in anger as he roared at anyone unfortunate to cross his path. People shied away from him, their steps quickening as they hurried in the opposite direction. The wild man usually stayed quiet and well hidden. He picked every berry, acorn, and wild growing vegetable he could find, stuffing them into his mouth. He often jumped from one island to another into the cool water, his hair covered body exposed in the moonlight as he swam. His cries would echo through the night air, alerting nearby residents to his presence, but still. He kept on moving from location to location, never staying long in one place. Residents of this area had grown used to the wild man living in the dense forests and swamps. That changed in 1883 when residents were surprised that their neighbors began reporting encounters and actual sightings. The creature was moving closer to their fields and their homes. As reports of sightings became more frequent, the public's worry for their family's welfare and safety escalated. Each evening, as the sun had just begun to dip below the horizon, a hush fell over the crowds of townsfolk gathered by the side of the pond. Their voices would grow louder, complaining about the creature. One by one, they would argue until a single man shouted for their attention it was him. (laughs) That would be kind of odd if he just snuck in with the crowd.
1: Hey, I don't believe in you either.
0: Well, what actually happened is that after some discussion, they agreed to round up all the available guns, boats, and horses in order to capture or drive off whatever horrible creature lurked in their pond region. Men grabbed lanterns and torches before quickly dispersing to collect the various supplies, each vowing to meet back at the pond within the hour. Plans were formulated to approach the situation with multiple teams meeting up at the exact location from different directions. Among these men were many grizzled veterans who had served in the Confederate Army only two decades earlier and were well acquainted with the pond and the swamp area. Seeing a man covered in hair was just another horror they had to face. Yet, it did not take them long to locate their quarry. On August 18, 1884, startling news of a wild man's capture came from the newspapers in Columbus, Georgia. The article wrote that the hunters had encircled the region that he had been known to be hiding within. They moved inwards closer and closer, tightening and preventing him from escape. When they found him, he emerged from the lake, shivering against a backdrop of sunburnished waters, his skin caked in mud and algae. He was naked covered with thick hair growth and had lived deep in the swamps and a of wild hair spilled over his face. With no recognition of the men in his empty gaze, it appeared that he had been living amongst the islands for some time, surviving on whatever edible plants he could find and drinking rainwater to quench his thirst.
1: Poor thing, poor baby.
0: Well, the reports described him as a human-like figure with excessive hair covering his body. The wild man of the woods acted bizarre, resembling and more of an animal than a human being. He refused or he was unable to reveal his identity. He was human enough in appearance that his captors believed that he had escaped from an asylum. But as time went on, none of the local asylums in Florida reported such an odd escapee and all attempts to identify the man or the creature were unsuccessful, leaving those who encountered him in puzzlement. As the months and years passed, the Wild Man of the Woods became a local folklore figure. However, no further information could be found regarding its eventual fate. News of the Wild Man of the Woods never reached newspapers after his capture. He simply disappeared. Hmm. The final sightings of the unidentified creature was when he was sent to Tallahassee to be evaluated by medical teams. They could not identify him. So the creature was sent back to Chattahoochee, at which point the beast vanished into obscurity. It's eventual fate unknown and remains a mystery to this day. Was this wild man of the woods a human being who had just gone feral in the backwoods of Florida swamps? Or was this a Bigfoot creature closely resembling a man? So is that the real Florida man? That was the original. That's the OG. That would be the first... Fully documented and fully experienced Florida man. Naked probably in the woods, living ones. off of berries.
1: Yeah, probably smarter than the ones we have now. Ooh,
0: hey, that's fired! I live here, okay? <laughs> Chapter 2. The Monster of Two-Egg, Florida. It was in the middle of the Great Depression in the 1930s, and money was a precious commodity cash was scarce so locals had to get creative with their bartering for supplies it's still pretty scarce it is in this household (laughs) two brothers showed up at the local store in allison florida every week carrying two eggs in their hands two eggs the two eggs were their family farm's only form of currency The shopkeeper at the time graciously accepted the eggs in exchange for sugar or other supplies, essential groceries. The small market, the up until recently demolished Old Lawrence Grocery Store, surrounded by towering pines, quickly became a local landmark, and everyone started to affectionately refer to it as the two-eggs store after the joke had gone around in the community. Over time, this humorous moniker for the store became so popular that the state of Florida recognized Two Egg as the town. Sorry. They opted to change its official name and erected an official highway sign along the road to mark it as Two Egg Florida. Is it still there? Two Egg Florida? Yeah. Yes. Huh. This small, rural town is located in the corner of northwest Florida near the borders of Alabama and Georgia. It is denoted even on maps by the intersection of State Road 69 and State Road 69A. 69, dudes! I so knew you were going to do that when I put in this sentence.
1: Oh, yeah. You gotta have Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted is life.
0: Sorry. Sorry. It's
1: Continue.
0: okay. It's okay. okay. We, we, we understand you're, you're off your medications. Hey, I took it this morning. The quaint town of Tuag is renowned for this peculiar folklore. Yet, reports of mysterious events in the nearby woods just seven miles northeast have drawn attention from all over the region. Many... Consider these recent developments, some of the strangest tales ever heard in Two Eggs history. Paramore's secluded wetlands on the outskirts of the small community are shrouded in mystery. They have sparked rumors of a creature lurking in the shadows. Many locals have reported sightings of a diminished hairy bipedal creature around the swampy outskirts. The name Stump Jumper comes from the nighttime appearances of this creature standing atop the stumps of trees at the edge of the Paramore Lake, possibly in an attempt to use it as a lookout post or to appear more intimidating to people who discover it. Based on the article, The Monster of Two Egg, Florida by Dale Cox, Multiple witnesses claimed it was in the woods and swamps between Two Egg and the Chattahoochee River in 2010. Descriptions of the creature vary, but they all agree that it's a mini version of Bigfoot mm-hmm. standing under six feet tall with shaggy pale fur covering its entire body. So you understand most Bigfoots, the description is that they're like nine feet tall, right? So now we're imagining the same type of creature, just only five feet tall. The first eyewitness recounted hearing a loud thump outside of his home late at night. He stepped outside the door and onto the porch, squinting in the darkness for the source of the noise. All that he could hear at the time were the sounds of bullfrogs in the water and the crickets in the ground. Suddenly, he saw an upright standing figure sprinting away from him on two legs. The hair-covered creature was pale and about as tall as a regular man. It darted away so quickly that it seemed to disappear into thin air as it charged through reeds and cattails without hesitation. It was only visible for a split second, but... It was obvious that this was not a person, but more of a creature. It left a lasting impression on the eyewitness who had seen it. Instinctively, the man chased after it, its heavy footfalls creating a tap, 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 as the feet slapped on the dirt. The creature's footfalls were then sloshing and splashing, like someone running through shallow water. The investigators examined the ground around the pond in the morning light the next day to discover a series of distinctive footprints. The indentations in the mud were deep and wide, yet their edges were smeared and blurred as if the creature had slid through the mud rather than stepped. They were too wide for a human footprint, but also too large for an animal like a deer the tracks reached down to the water's edge where the creature must have went. The mystery of what made these impressions remained unsolved. Hmm. Later that month, a second appearance of the stump jumper creature occurred less than three-fourths of a mile of the first one. So he didn't travel very far.
1: He can't. He's only five foot tall.
0: (laughs) Got little legs? Short girl problems this time the creature stood upright but was small with long hair covering its entire body it was able to run away quickly on two legs its movements were agile and fast darting through the marshy area as quickly as a person could run across a highway it was clear that this was a bigfoot like creature although much shorter than usual the individual relating this story to the website www.2eggfl.com described it as a hobbit <laughs> or a mini Bigfoot. Hobbit Bigfoot. Remember that it comes up a lot in the story of the Stump Jumper, the Hobbit Bigfoot. Okay. Now, these mysterious sightings in the North Paramore area captivated the community, who speculated that the unidentified creature was to blame for the peculiar howls that echoed through the night. Commonly referred to as the Two Egg Stump Jumper, some locals have come to call it also the North Paramore Hobbit. (laughs) The existence of hobbit-like cryptids is not an uncommon phenomenon. On the Indonesian island of Sumatra, reports of a small bipedal primate similar to Bigfoot is known as the Orang Pendek. This is Indonesian for short person. So there's your short girl problems. (laughs) The stories have been circulating for centuries of these smaller versions of Bigfoot and the descriptions vary. However. Most agree that it stands between 30 and 60 inches tall and it is covered in short, shaggy fur. And during the past hundred years, natives of Sumatra, Dutch colonists, Western tourists, and scientists alike have seen and documented the existence of this cryptid's existence. The Ibu Gogu are a group of human like creatures that appear in the folk. Full- Lore of the Flores, Indonesia. The legend has gained public attention because of the discovery of, and this is a scientific name, so I hope I pronounce it correctly, <laughs> but there has been a discovery of the Homo florensis, an extinct hominid species that inhabited Flores until 50,000 years ago. So they found skeletons of a primate human. Yeah. The remains of these individuals who at full growth stood only 3 feet 7 inches in height were discovered in 2003 at Liang Bua cave. Partial skeletons of at least 9 individuals have been recovered including one complete skull. So there is evidence of primate like existence of a smaller scale. Always there's also reports of Bigfoot sightings in Florida, which are known more commonly as the skunk ape, and they are very familiar to most of our listeners here in the region. Florida is ranked third for the number of reports in the country by the Bigfoot Field Research Organization, meaning that only the state of Washington at number one and the state of California at number two, have more Bigfoot sightings than Florida. Is this stump jumper possibly a smaller species of hairy hominid to the Florida skunk ape? Or is it perhaps just a juvenile of the skunk ape? Chapter three, the return of the stump jumper. Over the years, the sightings of the stump jumper have always been sporadic he would make an appearance and then disappear for a couple years then he would make an appearance and then escape for another couple years well after 2 years the acclaimed stump jumper made a triumphant comeback in may and june of 2013 it was during the month of may as the setting sun stretched long shadows across the grassy meadow of the picnic area at the paramore landing park six people their faces lit with a rosy afterglow of hiking emerged from the dense woods and swamps that bordered the park the travelers were part of a hiking party for their excursion into the woods and these included dale cox a noted historian and retired journalist an attorney an optometrist and a county official all people respected in their field
1: I don't know, that sounded like the beginning of a joke. It's kind of a weird combination.
0: Yeah, six travelers walk into a bar, except the bar is a park. Yeah, see, told you. Well, in this case, the group made their way to the picnic area in awkward silence, feeling like eyes were watching them from behind the trees. Dale Cox was convinced something was close a prickling sensation that seemed to echo anxiety back at them from the surrounding trees. Suddenly, a rustle of dry leaves and a snap of twigs on the ground betrayed that there was an unknown presence close by. I don't really know how to describe it, the historian said. I've spent decades of my life in and around those woods and swamps, And sometimes, you just get a feeling that something is there, watching you as you go past. It was like that, he continued. As the hikers stepped over the threshold of the picnic area, a guttural sound ripped through the air. It seemed to come from somewhere behind them in the woods, a mixture of a snarl and growl that made their hearts race. The roar was loud and commanding, like a rumble of thunder that echoed in the woods, seemingly reverberating off of every tree and bush. It was deep and guttural, a warning that shook the core of the travelers as they heard it. The power of its voice was unmistakable, unhuman, an empathetic reminder that something wild and powerful lurked in those woods. They heard the call again, closer this time and more threatening. They examined each other in panic as they realized that whatever it was, it was getting closer by the minute. There was a comparison to the sound they heard to bull alligators, but the idea was quickly disregarded as it sounded nothing like what they were hearing now. This sound was almost like a cross between a lion and a gorilla. The entire group held their breath waiting for the next cry or for anything to jump out from behind the trees. It sounded something like the roars that you hear lions and gorillas give on TV or at the zoo, Cox said. We all are familiar with the stump jumper stories he continued so it didn't take long for us to wonder if we were about to see it The group members stood there for a while but they have yet to see the mysterious entity that followed them Instead the creature made a decision and left the six hikers alone Still those hikers would never forget the loud roaring noises that echoed as they stepped into the picnic area for the rest of their lives. They would not be the only witnesses to hearing calls from the creature. Three other eyewitnesses reported hearing peculiar cries coming from the nearby swamps surrounding Paramore Landing Park, lending credibility to the creature's existence. Shortly after dark, the silhouettes of the three fishermen returned from the lake. An unearthly sound echoed across the water. A loud, guttural roar that sent chills down their spines as the men exchanged bewildered glances, none of them recognizing the source of the cry. Yet the creature did not make an appearance then. In fact, the mysterious creature had not been seen since 2010 until a confirmed sighting in June of 2013 marked its return. It was during this summer evening that the motorists trundled along, the car rumbling over the uneven surface of Oak Grove Road. Moonlight illuminated the surrounding scenery and a cool breeze rolled through the open driver's side window. Out in the distance she could hear an owl's hooting call breaking the night stillness everything was peaceful as she neared the intersection with the circle hill road that was when something caught her attention in her periphery of her vision out of the corner of her eye, she saw something it was something that darted across the dirt road in front of her with surprising speed it was gone instantly leaving her wondering what it could have been however in that brief time frame the image burned in her mind whatever it was the creature had long shaggy gray hair and its body was bulky and slightly smaller than a man its face was hidden from the motorist's view in the darkness but she could make out its size and color as her headlights illuminated it across the road. Numerous individuals have reportedly been close and personal to have an experience with the Stump Jumper creature. This motorist account is similar to most sightings, which usually portray the mini Bigfoot as either being gray or brown with a round head in contrast to the peaked-shaped head of often described when referring to Bigfoot, on the stranger's side, one single witness described the stump jumper with a raccoon-like tail. <laughs> Though the vast majority of those surveyed did not report seeing such a feature, it is possible that they were shocked by the appearance of the stump jumper, that they may not have just overlooked the tail. This would add a new wrinkle to the classic Bigfoot description, having a big bushy tail. (laughs) Despite numerous attempts to spot the mini Bigfoot creature, it has only ever been reported during the evening and nighttime hours, leading researchers to believe that it is primarily a nocturnal species. In the days following the reported sightings of a mysterious creature sprinting across the road, a survey of the vicinity uncovered peculiar footprints. Tracks traversing a plowed fire lane approximately 200 yards from where it had been spotted. The prints were large and distinct from the surrounding ground. It was obvious that something had run through the area. They were about 8 inches long. Which is pretty impressive for an animal only five feet tall. Wow. Sorry. No,
1: <laughs> that was just a delayed reaction.
0: The prints looked almost like a handprint with a large thumb or big toe and two smaller toes. They appeared oddly shaped with two fewer fingers or toes than a hand should have. The prints seemed to only have three digits, which is something we have seen before when we have seen skunk ape prints that they don't have the five toes that Bigfoot seems to have.
1: Right. So it could be a totally different species.
0: This is true. And would lead credence to being a totally different animal than the Bigfoot. Hmm, That's interesting. Another peculiarity with the prints was that they had curved edges and slightly raised areas where the toes had come into contact with the soil. The overall impression was that this was something inhuman and very unsettling. And then, just like that, the creature's appearances have stopped for another few years. Making some wonder if the stump jumper is an nomadic migration with two egg its closest brush with civilization. Does it appear every few years and then make a pathway back into the deeper parts of the swamps until its next return?
1: I want to add something here. You know they talk about ooh scary, 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 but when have they ever hurt anybody? Who is to say that these are? Creatures that are, you know, going to hurt you.
0: They don't come after people. Are you talking about the stump jumper? I'm talking or... about all of them. Okay. There have been some stories of Bigfoot attacking people and attacking buildings. And stuff. Yeah, I don't The like Boggy Creek is the most common one. Um, we've mentioned Momo before that basically had a dead dog under one arm. Yeah. We see wild animals out in the woods all the time. There's the Florida cougar. You may see one, and yeah, it doesn't come out and attack you, but that doesn't mean that it's a safe animal either. Bears are out in Florida, and they don't come after people straight off. A lot of times they run away, but they are very dangerous animals.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true.
0: So it... Even if I saw a five-foot mini Bigfoot, it's not like I'm going to run up and, you know. Give it a hug? Yeah, no hugging of the mini Bigfoot, please. Yeah,
1: Bigfoot, Bigfoot, Bigfoot.
0: This is not the Lord of the Rings where you're going to meet up with the hobbits and go on an adventure. (laughs) So in closing, Goldie Ann, do you have any last statements? I think that was my last statement. It was a very good one. (laughs) The best part about researching cryptids and ghosts is that it gives me a chance to preserve the stories. Eyewitness accounts bring realism to the legends and it's essential not to lose these stories over time. Sometimes only the popular stories are made into movies or books, but these other stories are just as important. Two Egg Florida is home to a very different kind of culture Starting right from the origins of its name, which is a cute story. So having a mini Sasquatch only seems natural. So, should you visit the small town of Two Egg, Florida, keep your eyes open and watch for a mini Bigfoot racing through the swamps. You may discover the Two Egg Stump Jumper. Before we go, I want to remind everyone that we are on social media and would love to hear your stories and opinions about the stump jumper. If you have an eyewitness account that you would like us to share and preserve, please let us know. You can reach us on Facebook within the Ms. Podcast, and we are also on Instagram and have an email within the Ms. Podcast at gmail.com for any of you who would like to share. We hope you enjoyed our story of the two-egg stump jumper, and we'll come again for another episode. Until then, explore the dark, shadowy places and remain constantly curious. Goodbye, everybody.
1: Bye, guys.